Am I making any sense? Moving on up. So, Pete, cheers. Oh, cheers. 14 years, thank my you, friend. Thank you, thank you. You've been in the you've been in the game for 14 years now. Yeah, I I feel like even I feel it even started a little bit before that. Like cuz uh so when I first sent out my messages um, so I want to say maybe 14, 13, maybe, maybe 14, 15 years ago, somebody sent me a message and they were like, Hey, are you comedian? I was like, no, I want to do it. And this random dude just sent okay. me places to go. Not a friend, not a friend. At oh, all. weird. Somebody, it was like the universe just smacking you upside the head. It hey, was this wake guy up. named white Chappelle and he was from New York. <laughs> dude, I like him already. I loved him. Is right he away. still around? I don't know. We, okay. we can find him. Yeah, yeah. He, might, he might be, you know. Yeah. But his name is White Chappelle. Long oh, time that's ago. ballsy, by the and way. That's just, a ballsy thing to and, say. But this was long, like 14 years ago. He, Chappelle wasn't even that, you know, like maybe Half Bay came out, but nobody, he wasn't who he is today. Yeah. You know, so send me that message. Are you a comedian? I said, no, I want to do it. I just never done it. So then he sent me a bunch of places to go. I messaged everybody and I, I messaged Heather at Roosters and they had just started their, um, the new talent open mic okay. showcase thing. So she had said, no, uh, we don't have any room for you to do, to do the thing right now. So yeah. I was just like, damn, you know, January right. I found out and I was like, damn, all right, that's, that's my chance. I, I talked to somebody and then that person said, no, uh-huh. it's, it's up to whoever now. Right. I, I hit up the improv everywhere, you know? And, and improv was the only game in town because there was, there wasn't a big scene, right? Not here. Not at yeah, all. Yeah. No. I mean, there was Ron's farmhouse that this guy, um, Justin McClure ran that was in, um, like, I think you want to say Mountain View. Okay. It's, it's shut down now. That's how bad it, the comedy was or whatever that's gated up. Yeah, yeah. And then there was Blue Max, which okay. is what I used to have. Oh, I think, you know what? I think Jeff Applebaum, I had him on the podcast before. I mm-hmm. think he mentioned that one in Mountain View because yeah. he started about 14 years ago too, didn't he? Yeah. Um, all, all those all those older guys that I, you know, still look up to. Yeah. Know, that's where they would go. And it, it would it would be insane, you know? And yeah. I, I mean, I guess when I went to go see it too, and I saw like a good room, how, how a good room was running well, I was like, this is amazing. You know, I didn't know any better, but now that I look back, it was, right. you know, it was awesome. They knew yeah. how to do it. They knew what to do. Yeah. So sure. let me ask you this. So, so White Spell got you, in. this last, so March 15th, we went into shelter in place. Yeah. And so you, you already been in it 13 and some, some odd years. Mm-hmm. What is it about the last three to four months with this whole pandemic shelter in place? What, if anything, do you think has happened to the game? Or has happened to comedy? Like, are you just thinking this is a little road road bump, a speed bump? Or are we all going to be changing the way we do things? Like, do you think Zoom is going to be here for a, a while? I think, think Zoom is going to be a good a good thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that could be like, say, like I'm on the road or I'm somewhere and I could just get a hold of some people. Hey, you guys let's can't do make it. it. Just, just, let's yeah. do it. You know, here's a link, you know. It could even turn into a writing session, right? Yeah. If it's just really low key. Yeah, it's fun. I think it's cool. I didn't want to do it at first. You know, I was like, oh, it's not real, blah, 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 yeah. blah. That's stupid. Like, just communicating. If I can make somebody laugh through that, you know, like that, dude, by the time we come yeah. back and everyone, like I've, I've said online, people that aren't doing these Zoom shows, you're going to tell that they're they're going to be super rusted. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure. I, I well, I wrong, think, you know what? doesn't I, mean anything. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be nervous. It's going to feel like the first time again. Whether there's one person in the room or ten people in the room, I can yeah. get on, <laughs> you know, fumbling with yeah, the mic, yeah, 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 <laughs> kind of yeah. like stressing out and whatnot. Because I, I feel like, and I wanted to get your take on this. There was a point, and maybe not a point. I mean, it's here. It happened. Is where yeah. I go. I don't even know. Not that I knew how before, but I go. I, I don't even remember what to do 
for stand-up comedy. Like, I get up there. I mean, yeah, I'm writing. I'm trying to write jokes. I'm trying to do mm-hmm. Zoom, but I just feel like it almost feels like a lifetime ago from when we were going to Woodham's Caravan. Forever, yeah, it does. You know, uh, off the hook. I just, I can't even, it feels like it's a dream and I don't even remember those days and I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to just jump back into it or if it's going to be All be those difficult. bad nights, you know? Yeah. Like, just bad nights. But the thing is like, it's like we're going through these bad nights, but we're all with our, our friends. We're all together. You know, it's not like I'm by myself, like having these horrible nights. We're yeah. all, we're in it together, you know? And, and nobody gets up and says, oh, you suck, dude. You know, like this, that's why I love the South Bay. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're pulling everybody along, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be good when we yeah. get, get back to it. But I definitely feel, I, I, this last four months, man, it's messed with me. I probably have shared this story on the podcast before, but mm-hmm. going into it, I always describe myself as uh, I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. And then we went into shelter in place and, and just simple things would happen, right? Like I'd be jogging down the street and someone would be coming at me and then they would run to the other side and be like, what, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? Yeah. Am, I, am I a fucking leper or something? Why, why are people crossing the road? And I realized, and then I was still doing podcast, but I was doing it through Zoom and it was good. And I, I will say this, that, I do Zoom all day, every day because of work, yep. but it's more of like a professional thing. It's a courtesy a lot, to my yeah, customers. Yeah, a lot of people, yeah. And, um, but doing it where I was actually talking to someone, just shooting the shit about whatever's going on in the news or talking about comedy, like I always walked away feeling, ah, oh, finally I got to have a conversation with someone, but it still didn't feel as good as having people in to the garage for the podcast or being yeah. at the bar, hanging yeah. out with people. So I definitely, you're the second guy to come here on site mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and, I mean, I'm, I'm being careful about everything. I'm wiping everything down. These things, these puffy things, mm-hmm. I wash them now. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> that, uh, yeah. No, no. These are the two clean ones. So okay. these ones were clean. Um, and then I washed these from, but um, I'm running through these through. So I'm trying to be as clean as possible. But I'm also thinking, like, I want to get back to whatever we had prior to this plague. Of course. As quickly as possible. Yeah. I have bad jokes to tell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every day I'm writing something down. I go, oh, this is stupid. I need to tell. I need to tell at least one drunk person this stupid fucking joke that I need to be haggled. Yeah, I miss it. Where's Pete giving me the light three times to get me off stage? (laughs) I started doing that. I started just doing that because like people to make people feel like hey, because I didn't know it was going to be this long. So I was like, all right, don't worry, we're almost done. Yeah, here's here's your light. Make you feel still like you're on stage and you're got the light because I. I usually bring a lot of people. I've brought off a lot of people from stage. I host a lot of rooms and stuff like that. So, yeah. like, hey, you know, and so I want people, I want people to be like, oh, I, I miss it. I still yeah, feel yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. And then people are like, fuck you. I'm fucking, fucking, you. like, fuck, stop, right, damn. Won't do it no more. Yeah. But, oh, is that the light when you get yeah, on? Yeah, that's what I go, all right, you got, you're telling jokes, you got a light, you got a minute left. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Meaning, Helping you feel like you're still on stage, you know? I don't want to put any comic on blast, but we were all laughing. There was one comic who ran the mic by, I don't know, maybe five minutes. Mm -hmm. One of these open mic, uh, one of the Zoom sessions you were running, you were like dancing and we were all laughing. Everyone was laughing except the comic kept going. (laughs) Isaac Ames. No, 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 no. Oh, not? (laughs) No, no, no. Damn. I'm not going to put any, I'm not going to say names. But it was someone who probably went over at least five minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I think the comic heard laughing and they thought it was feedback for them. Yeah. But we were all laughing because you you were trying to do the light. You were dancing, doing the light. Flicking the light <laughs> yeah, on yeah. and off. I think that, that's what makes it interesting. You know, like really, we're not really wasting anybody's time by five minutes going over nah. or something like that. But it's it's fun to make it interesting still to, to have as much fun as we can, you know, because we're going to look back on these Zoom shows and be like, dude, those are those are pretty fun shows, you know? Yeah. 
Well, I think, you know what it's done for me? You made a good point about if you're on the road or whatever. Well, first off, Zoom has, um, for someone like me who uh, wants to really podcast and make sure I'm podcasting on a regular basis and talking with people in the comedy scene, there are no excuses for not doing a podcast every week. I I went four weeks. I stopped podcasting because I just, I don't know what happened to me. I just walked away from everything. I go, I'm just gonna hang with my kids and my wife. And then I didn't think about comedy. I didn't think about podcasting. I actually, I put up sheetrock here um, mm. in the yes, garage and I, I did, I'm going to, I got more work. I'm going to do more shelving up here so I can get rid of those shelves and it can, we can turn it into a real like studio. So it could be a South Bay podcast studio. Maybe we could do, I, I got green screens. Maybe Hub. we could do skit. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to make something of it. Um, but what I was going to say is I walked away and then to come back was hard because I was thinking, no one will give a fuck. I can just yeah. walk away. No one's going to notice. That's what I say about me all the time. I, yeah. go, I go, I quit tomorrow. Maybe, maybe people will be like, no one's going to really give a shit if I quit. Nobody is, you know? Dude, it's not it- like I'm going to stop being the person I am, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, you can hang out, I'll still make you laugh. I'll still, you know, make people yeah. laugh. But it's not like you no know, one's going to miss my stand-up. It's not like I got specials waiting to come out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they are, but I don't know. Maybe that's further down the road, but nobody gives a shit if I quit. <laughs> yeah. You know? Somebody, that's a, that's somebody a, will take over Woodhams, you know? <laughs> that's a tough pill, pill to swallow, huh? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. we're all just, we're bouncing through, but as soon as we're gone, people move on. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've thought about quitting a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it wasn't like I said. Did you ever walk away for more than, actually, we had this conversation. You've never walked away Mm-mm, at no, all. You've no, never missed this, a week. This, because people fucking, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the, why we're here, but, you know, like, this is the most I've ever taken a break, if this is a break, you know? Yeah. But, you know, like I said, my mind doesn't stop thinking the, any differently. You know, yeah. I'm just not able to. Just no audiences for I just feel banned from rooms. I feel like Omar P right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't we're perform. All Omar P. Yeah, we all, it's, we're all got, you know, he did it. To I us. wonder how many rooms that guy's banned from. I've had him on the podcast Every before. Room. I should, he's, he can't do comedy in the Bay Area, right? Uh, let me see. He could probably go up north. He could go to Napa or something. They won't know him. Yeah, they won't know him. Um, Caravan and no Car- Caravan and Woodhams. That's that's me. And, and I think Lily Max too. No, he Pretty was sure. well back when. Um, what's the coffee shop? How am I forgetting the coffee shop already? For uh, Scotty. For Stritch. Scotty, he was banned from there. Yeah, I think he was banned from Stritch. Damn, and it's all because of his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I, and you know what? I'm not going to be putting people on blast. I don't want to make this podcast about uh, uh, ragging on Omi. Although he could take it. He could take you to he can take it. He, kn- he knows what he does. He, he, he knows he what was, he does. How, how is any one person, I, I think it's egregious to send a dick pic and that's through cyber. How is he showing his asshole in a live in show person. in person when people are trying to drink alcohol and laugh? <laughs> yeah. He, like, the fact that no one vomited projectile vomited towards his ass while he, was, he did that. He's lucky. Yeah. He was, he was showing it to Atu. Yeah. It's a good thing he didn't get an Atu's boot up his ass. Yeah. That's a lucky just, thing for him. He just hears The louder they get, the closer he's getting to you. You don't want to be near him. I know. know. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to sneak up on you with those yeah. keys. That's true. So um, let me so let me ask you this about the last four months. Have you changed your game? How long before you started going into Zoom? And then as far as your writing goes or the way you deliver, have you changed anything for the cyber audience? I, no, I've just been more just... About maybe two or three years ago, um, Chris Dorn said something to me that that uh, that I haven't forgotten, and he said that I should take more risks in my stand-up. Okay, you know, and 
I always thought that I kind of did. You know, like I don't, I don't sit there with a book and go, no. these fucking words coming out are going to be funny. Yeah. It's like, I like to do a lot of that shit on stage. I like it to just come out, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'll do. I don't Your style's I don't, very loose. It's very conversational. A lot of the stuff. Yeah. I have my material. Yeah. I mean, I'll do that when I'm in trouble, but usually like I try not to get in trouble. You know, right, I try right. not to use it. And I like to just write on stage. If it comes out, a lot of the sets that I that I'll do, I'll be like, "Fuck, let's do that again." I'll never yeah. do that again. And that's that's what keeps me because when it feels good, it notches your brain, right? That, yeah. When you go, yeah. when you get a good response in, in one room, you go, something happens where you go, "I will never forget mm-hmm. that that pause. I will yeah. never forget that word." Makes the shows unique. Uh, I forgot some somebody had said um, every show should be different. You know? Oh, interesting. And, and I think a lot of my shows are different. I mean, like I said, I have my jokes. I I like to, I like to know how I'm going to start, and then that sets the, the you know the, the tone for everything, and then boom, then you fill in the rest. You know, and I, yeah. I tell all comics, hey, know how you want to start, know how you want to finish, and then just stuff the rest. Stuff it. Put yeah. all the turkey yeah. stuffing. Because right I'll come out. I'll come out on stage. Who I am. What I want to happen that night. What if I have all these jokes lined up, you know, and people, people have their, their, I see people just writing on their hands, <laughs> writing everywhere. They have their jokes all over them. And then they forget, Tattooed. they forget. And then guess what? They feel like shit. And they're like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you don't even like, why'd you do that to yourself? Keep moving your you mouth. Know, keep, even if it's garbage. Don't shut up, you know? Yeah. And so like, what if somebody, like there's been times, plenty of times where somebody said something. You know, I asked this guy, I go, I go, what do you do for a living, sir? And he goes, run and gun. And I just use that on, I run and gun, you know? And I just kept doing that. But if I would have had a list of jokes that I needed to do, I would never would have got that. Yeah. I never would have would have seen that, you know, would never would have attempted to to tackle that. And that was part of the whole show. And then when the show was done, that guy took off. He uh, ran and he gunned, you know what I mean? Nice. Like when that, he was done. He, he pulled he, his AR-15 he really and started running. Run and gun, you know? <laughs> and... Like that, there's so much available. The crowd, use the crowd, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a skill in, in and of itself. I, I've, I haven't really walked down that path other than when people get in my lane. Yeah. You know, when you get a Shree, mm-hmm. you got to play off Shree. Yeah. Otherwise, he's going to keep coming at you. So you got to, whatever he, he dictates your set Sometimes as far as Woodham, <laughs> Woodham's is concerned. Yeah. But yeah. most of the time, I don't go down that route. But I think the reason I don't go down that route is I think it's a little, I don't know, you give me your opinion on this. I think it's a little arrogant for me since I've only been at it for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, asterisks, asterisks from March. This is basically on our baseball cards. It's going to be an asterisk year, <laughs> yeah, 2020. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know how it shows <laughs> like minor league? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is an asterisk year for us. So a year, right? In a couple months. <laughs> I felt like it was too arrogant to go up there too sloppy. Like I need to have a roadmap and I need to show that I'm putting yeah. effort into writing some kind, like fundamentals. Yeah. Like I feel like this is me, um, just doing the the crosshand dribbles, dribbling around cones, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then maybe when I get, I, I feel like I can bring a solid Drills. fifteen minutes. Yes, drills. When I can bring a solid fifteen minutes of just jokes and stuff I've thought about, and then I can relax a little, maybe, yeah. and then I can start saying, "Oh, what's the room look like?" Mm-hmm. You know, "Hey, how long you guys been?" or whatever. Start riffing off yeah. people, and I think, you know, that part. Hopefully, when I get to that place it shouldn't be too hard because i like to think of myself as a conversationalist and i like chatting with people and i like getting to know people so hopefully that comes easy but to just come up with funny stuff off cuff that's got to be hard that's that's going to be terrifying for me that's um, that all came from just running rooms just running rooms that's true because you have a little extra time because yeah, in between each just set. being comfortable with everybody like if you go somewhere where you're not you don't feel right. You don't feel like telling someone shut the fuck up because they're they're heckling. But that 
me having all those years of being comfortable in all these rowdy ass rooms, like I can go anywhere and take over the room. Plus I host. So it's like, I know what it takes to, to do that, you know? And, and you can, you can tell who, who also does hosting cause they can do the same thing. Yeah. You know? They're, they, they're like, all right, let me calm this shit down. You know, Hollister gets rowdy, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I was there on a particularly rowdy night, but that, that felt like it could have gone either way. It's gotten bad. It's gotten bad. It, yeah. it, it gets pretty, you know, and I tried on Saturday. I was like, let's do Saturday at seven. You okay. know? Nope. Didn't work. <laughs> still, still didn't work. So, um, but we, we, we get pretty lucky and I can't, okay. I can't, I want to book everybody, but I can't book people that can't handle this. Cause that kind yeah. of stuff. Cause then, you know, uh, there was a comic that I booked that I thought could really handle it. Didn't handle it. Oh, and no. then like, he felt bad. And I was like, dude, like, you know, don't, don't feel bad. You know, this is a tough, Just one, is a of tough a, one of them, one of a million. Yeah. yeah one of a million a failures. Room. But, but I will say this. I do get the sense that there's a lot of love in that room. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes when you go, there was this place I did up in um, Boulder Creek called Joe's mm -hmm. something. It was in the middle of nowhere. And like literally it, the bar is so old. They had this thing called, uh, called like a piss trough. Have you heard of these things mm -hmm. back in the old days? Mm -hmm. No, no. The bar goes like this. It's like in the, from the 1800s, the bar goes like this. This is the, the, the bar back in the old days, whatever the barkeep would serve you alcohol. And there was yeah. a, literally a drain <laughs> at where your feet were that goes in the thing where in the old days guys used to just piss mm. and it, it's this well what i'm trying to say is i'm trying to describe that this place is a really old dusty old place and we went there and they had a band playing the crowd was very you know boulder creek like they look like they all live and work in the hills yeah man that crowd gave us so much love it was me hamburger uh david um why am i forgetting his name the guy who jumped off Facebook for a while because they Stolowitz. were Stolowitz was there. Um, Susan Maletta. Maletta was there. Uh, I'm trying to think there was a few of other of us there and the crowd, you're literally like toe to toe with the crowd, the crowd. I'm saying the crowd, yeah. but the people at the bar, because like, you know, from where that camera is, that's a rags, to where the mic rags room, right? Um, no, you know who I think was running it at the time. I think Sam was and okay. he, Sam Weber. And I think he had to bounce yeah. And then um, Hamburger stepped in and I just happened to be driving him that night. Hmm. And then we went, it was a fucking fantastic night, but I was out just talking with people. They were all really cool nice. people. Uh, and yeah, they give you love because I don't think a lot of people come from out of town to perform for them. Yeah. So they have their locals who do the band stuff, but then comedians coming from San Jose or San Francisco or wherever they're like, they give you, they you, give you love. You fit in right away. You can yes. tell, you tell your jokes that you don't have to open mic or anything and you're yeah. the new guy and they've never seen it and you're, yes. and you're not going to be back for a while. They fall in love with you right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was a good vibe. And I, and I could say the same with, is it Johnny's? I'm sorry. Is it John? What, what do you call the one in Hollister? Johnny's. Yeah. Johnny's Barn Girl. Yeah. Oh, Johnny's Barn Girl. Yeah. So that one, uh, again, we were talking with some of the, me and Faco were making friends, talking with some of the locals. And it was, uh, I just got the sense it was the people really appreciate it. Yeah. So that's always good. Uh, speaking of which, are other county, do you know if other counties are coming on, online a little quicker? Like, are you going to see Hollister come online before Santa Clara? I, I, I want to say that Hollister has a kitchen. And so let's see. Uh, Johnny's has a kitchen. Woodham's doesn't. So okay. that's what I last heard was because they don't have a kitchen at Woodham's. Was, okay. It's a little bit harder because it's just alcohol, you know? Do you think it's too early if any of us want to set up our own mics to start talking to bars about, hey, when we come back online, what do you guys think would be a good way to bring in, uh, you know, a comedy night? Or should we just keep 
riding it out. I think it's going to be early. And then I think that there's going to okay. be a bunch of comics out there that are going to cry and fucking bitch and complain and be like, okay. eh, because that's what they want to do. Yeah. But I think the people that cry and complain are the ones that weren't really working that much. <laughs> right. Because all the comics that, that are that are really out there grinding miss it more than anybody, right. you know, to the fact, the point where I'm doing Zoom. <laughs> but no, but do you think um, when you say it's too, it's too early to start those conversations with bars? Mm, Cause I yeah, think Harag's I room mean, did open back up in uh, her, his is the blue, is it blue lagoon in Santa Cruz? That's uh Shree's room. Oh, that's Shree's room. Shree's uh, room in, in blue lagoon. Okay. His room, I forgot, but they were doing, they were doing the drive-ins too. Oh, that's know? right. It was probably the drive-in. Yeah. I get but th- those are great ideas. That's a great idea. You know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You watch Chappelle's special? You know, no, I did. I don't watch a lot of specials. I don't. I don't watch a lot of. That's interesting. You know? Like I don't like, and if I do, I don't fucking laugh at it. I just sit there. It's like, I feel like other comics when they watch me. You know. Yeah. No, because you know, you almost already know where they're going with the story. So, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. You know, not to like, yeah, but you know, like, there's some stuff like George Lopez is coming out on Friday. I'm watching that. Okay. I'm watch that for sure. Wait, Actually, where's he now, coming out on? Uh, Netflix now. Netflix? And, and now oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I definitely now. Now I know what I'm doing on Friday. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got to get Netflix again. I tried to cut back on uh, my on my streaming media because mm-hmm. I, I kind of I turn into like a, you know one of those lab rats with yeah. crack water. I, if I have so much media, I just yeah. want to absorb it all. So I canceled my Netflix um, to stop watching it. But then this shelter in place happened, and um, mm-hmm. I've been watching so much YouTube. I've been watching HBO. I watched all of the. Uh, uh, what's this called? Curb Your Enthusiasm. I watched yeah. 10 seasons of last that season, last season. Yeah, I watched oh, it all. God, JB Smooth is hilarious. Oh, he's great. Yeah. No, those it's, two together are fantastic. Yeah. I used to always say this because um, I, I had only watched it up to season six. Mm-hmm. And him and the character who plays Jeff Green, he's a stand up comic. I yeah. forget his name. Um, but anyway, I used to say those guys are the modern day Laurel and Hardy. But then after season six, um, when the season with Meet the Blacks came, mm-hmm. And then um, he got, I forget, what's his name uh, in, uh, in the show? The guy um, who plays um, his sidekick, the black guy. Uh, you just said his name. Uh, J.B. Smooth, but he's, um, I don't anyway, know. Let's not embarrass ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think him and uh, Larry David, best comedic sidekick Insane. in television. Ins- insane. Those guys are fantastic. Insane. And they aren't even, they aren't even, those aren't lines. Mm, yeah. They're just yeah. riffing off each other. Yeah, that's how I like, you know, that's yeah. what I like to do. Cause yeah. you know, they probably sit there and go, oh dude, we can't write this. Let's just go and do it. Yes. And there's always these little things about how, you know, Larry David's looking at it from a rich white dude angle and he's mm-hmm. looking at it from a, it's just, it's amazing. I love that show. So I'm all caught up with that. And then, but I've been watching other stuff too. And now I'm just kind of like, what What was I thinking? I should just get Netflix. And I can get all the specials. I can get all the comedy yeah. specials. Although there's probably not that many new comedy specials because of Shelter in Place. Yeah. I just, I don't, I just. No, but I feel you. I know exactly what you're talking about because there was a point, and this was before Shelter in Place, where I was kind of like, I, w- I was avoiding comedy specials for many reasons. Putting them out. They just keep putting them it's, out. It's oversaturated. Yeah. And then on top of that, Sometimes I know exactly what you're saying. Where you, when they say something, you don't laugh. You just go, mm. yeah, mm. same thing. Mm. And then, and then the other thing is, I don't want their opinions bleeding into my thought process mm-hmm. because then I'm going to look like a carbon copy when I'm really 
you know, enamored with the way a person's yeah. delivering a joke. We have or enough Bill Burrs. And- we have enough Bill Burrs. <laughs> and I already find myself doing this with just guys on the scene. Like, I'll see the way Faco delivers a line. I'll see the way you deliver the line. I'll see the way Kyle delivers a line. And then I'll be like, I'll go up and then I'll say a joke. And I go, oh shit, a little bit. I, Munoz was bleeding into that one. I got to figure out how to uh, filter out. Yeah. I got to filter of out course, Faco. Because yeah. we're all, we're all kind of somewhat influencing each other. Yeah. You know, we're all... Everything's we're at coming the same together. gym. We're at the same gym. We're at the same you know, gym. Same gym. Yeah. So I think uh, watching the specials is, I, I was with you there, but then once the whole shelter in place, like I yeah. said, everything was just smashed and now I'm just watching anything that keeps me entertained mm. and I actually feel bad about it. You know, I want to, I want, I got to get back to just doing things. Even if I don't want to be sitting in, I don't want to be sitting in commute traffic anymore. I'm glad that I'm not doing that anymore, yeah. but you know, going out to bars, uh, talking with people, doing jokes, stuff like that. I got to get back out there, man. That's why that's why I posted a couple of days ago that Woodhams has been having outside shows cuz we have we have the show inside and then we have everybody outside hanging out and doing, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. chit-chatting with everybody, you know. Yeah. And and it's like it's a lot more fun. Like people are people are you warm up after your set, you know. So then you go outside and you're oh, talking that's to everybody true. and you're just like, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. you know. And we have so much we have we have so much fun there, you know. It's a uh, it's awesome. It's seven years already. It's set, we're going to celebrate the eighth year when we come back. God damn. Uh, you know? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So they're just in a holding pattern right now until yeah, Santa I don't Clara even, I don't even think. think a man is in town right now. I, yeah. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried we're going to get locked down again because the cases are starting to climb again. Yeah. And they might just say, oh, you know Texas what? Texas is do getting this. hit. The South is getting, you know. I think we're getting hit too. Yeah. I mean, I don't see it as much in the media about California, but I think we're going back up too. I think this time around, it doesn't seem to be as lethal. I think it's more contagious. And because we have all the protests going on, you know, rightfully so, but we got all that stuff going on. I think it's just, it's jumping from person to person, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's going to scare some people, but we can't shut down the economy anymore. Mm-hmm. I think we did, we did as much as we could possibly do. We did our best. Yeah. And we did our best. And yeah. now it's like, yeah. uh, think about that, Pete. Think about that. 120,000 people have died since March from this thing. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, you mix together multiple wars. And then people will say, oh, well, you know, I don't know anybody. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to. I mean, it's, it's out there. You don't have to, you know, um, you know, I'm a Kaiser family. We're a Kaiser family. So I, I, you know, son's mom and my mom, my sister worked there. So yeah, they see it probably. They, yeah, they see it. And Actually, I, have I, they, uh, it's a personal question, but the people, the couple people I know who have had it have been healthcare workers and they got it early on because they were well, yeah, treating I people and worried every night, you know, for my yeah. son's mom, you know, bring it to everybody. And, you know, like yeah. you're, you're right there head on with it. And then, you know, it comes. So, I mean, there were certain things that we would have to do before I would have to drop my son off. She would yep. shower, take her clothes, yeah. put her clothes away and do all this stuff like that. So yeah, you know, then you, you have to, there's these guys. It's not real. It's not real. It's like, right, uh, right, I know. Right. Okay, okay, it's not real. You know, Iman has a joke. He's got a joke. You know, he already said it on the on my last podcast. Uh-huh. So I, I'll say it again. He goes, "Have you noticed that the same guys refusing to wear masks look like the guys who would have given smallpox blankets to Indians?" <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know, they kind of have that same vibe. That same. Uh, I don't know, white supremacist type vibe yeah. that says, fuck it, I'm not wearing a mask. Mm. I've lost so many masks. Yeah. I'm just leaving them all over the place. You know, I'll have them on to go do my errands or whatever, and then I'll go somewhere and I'll take it off and forget where I put it. 
I bet there's a lot of that going on, going on right now, though. Yeah, I see the masks all over the place. It's all they're all over the place yeah. from knuckleheads like me. That and car seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, car seats. So yeah, um, how about how about your little one? It hasn't affected him too much because he wasn't in school already, right? I don't think so, he knows. He doesn't yeah. know. He doesn't know anything. Uh, the only difference that it affects him is he, he comes home about a half an hour later so that his mom can, you know, yeah, do all the stuff, do all the stuff that she has to do, you know, to be able to to be with him at night. That's the only difference, you know. Yeah, he gets to stay up a half an hour later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's been different for the kids. I worry about my kids because. <sighs> They are, they're at this age where, uh, eight and 10, where I think it's really important to be playing with groups of friends. Yeah. And in the last four to five months, I think they've played in close proximities with other kids, probably like five times. And that can't be good Mm-mm. for kids. It's summertime too, you know, like yeah. this is swimming, going to the movies and that's you right. know, sleepovers and stuff like that. This is yep. huge. I remember when we used to do that, you know, yeah. dude, in the summer, I, we're, I mean, we're roughly, I think we're similar ages. I think I'm a little older than you. Yeah. Summer was like, it was Lord of the flies, man. I don't even remember coming home until, so mm-hmm. probably around this time, I don't know. It might be like nine o'clock right now, probably later than that. I remember eating maybe once in the day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and, it was just time and you know what? Roll-ups and, yeah. you know, water bottles. What yeah. The fuck were water bottles. We found drinking fountains, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Water <laughs> we balloons. Just, we'd have a yeah. water- <laughs> Hoses in ice, the yard. Ice. Yep. But never. And we were just gone. Never had meals. No. You know? I try to tell my, my, my wife this because she's always has snacks for kids, which I appreciate. And I, I mean, yeah. I think we're, I think generally we're probably doing better jobs as parents than when we were growing up. But I always tell my wife, I'm like, kids are hardy. I know this because I just went out. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe yeah. I had a peanut butter and jelly like in a backpack. Yeah. Or in a pocket. Like maybe I had half a peanut butter in a pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just riding around and then we'd go to 7 Eleven and it would be peanut butter and jelly and gummy worms. That would mm-hmm. be like what sour, I ate. Yeah. Sour patch kids. Sour, yeah. Or the big ice creams, the icicle ice, ice creams. Yeah. 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 But now, no, it's, it's not like that anymore. But I worry, man, there's going to be a whole generations of kids. You know, in Spain, uh, I, I didn't realize this. I read it maybe about a, a few weeks ago. Mm. Those kids, the government didn't even let them out of their house. Damn. So they were literally just in, and in Spain, they have smaller houses traditionally mm-hmm. than uh, in the States. So Look like a lot of apartments, buildings. They're, they're structures. on top of yeah. each other. Yeah. So those kids were just in a house. like that. Coughing. Co- yes. Oof. Dude, that had to leave some kind of- like, Secondhand COVID. Or, or just mentally- yeah. You were basically in prison for four months. You yeah. were a child who was in prison in lockdown. The hottest time of the year. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I think we got off We got off pretty good, but I don't know. It remains to be seen. This is what I'm saying about this whole period of time. Um, do you want me to open the garage more? I'm going sure. to kick this door open, get yeah, some yeah, air yeah. going. But this is what I'm saying about this time. It's too early to tell. Like we're four months into this thing. It might be two years before we're out of it. And who knows what kind of stuff happens. You know? Yeah. So how many professional Zoom shows have you done? Where you're Showcases like, that yeah. aren't run by me, I've done one, and it was probably the best one I've ever done. Okay. Uh, the best show I've ever done. Probably the most important show I've ever done. Uh, I didn't want to do them. And then I talked to Kabir, and he was like, yeah, we need somebody for the Cinco de Mayo show. Okay. So he's like, you go first, do eight minutes. And I just, I just sat there. I sat there, and I just let myself do what the fuck, be myself. And I- yeah, yeah. 
got off and I was just like, fuck, that was fun. I'm going to do more of these. Nice. And is that when you started back the started the Woodham's That's one? That's when I started doing the Woodham's one right after. Well, I did Buck's show. I did Buck's show a couple times and then I was like, well, I really want this to be a Woodham's thing. We're doing this show on a Monday at the same time with Sweet. the same host as, you know. Yeah. I go, sir, I, I really want to get back in the swing of things, you know. Assuming we were going to open up pretty soon, I go, I want people to, you know, just get familiar with the time and everything, the night and stuff like that. So that's why I started doing it. So 14 years, was there, when did you kind of feel like you were in a groove or do you not feel like you're in a groove yet where you feel like you're in control of your set, of the audience? Um, it, it, it When I first started out, I, I, I haven't changed much, you know? Um, like I, the whole writing jokes, I just, like I've, fucking think something's good i have i got a list of stuff that i'm working on just ideas but they're just words you know yeah it's just like the topic it's not i don't sit there and write and try to and try and be like oh this cool like that i just like if i i just i like to just write in my head and then like the the funny will take it and put it out there you know like, yeah, yeah. you know and then i even like if it doesn't work i'll say it like that and i also write bad jokes you know <laughs> like you know and it's just like guess what you know and and so you know you know the comic donnell rollins yeah 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 he yeah. he says you got to have your bomb jokes too yeah but he says don't go to your bomb joke your bomb jokes is when you acknowledge that you're that you're bombing yeah but then his thing is like don't go to your bomb jokes too early yeah because you don't want to let, let let on that you're out of control at that particular yeah. moment necessarily I worked, I worked at the improv super nice guy yeah really, really, really he's really one of my favorites guy. i missed yeah. his last show because i i had some i bought tickets mm -hmm. and my wife and cousin-in-law ended up going oh, damn. <laughs> because I, I i had to honor some commitments with my children so mm. i missed out on him coming through at least i missed him coming through improv i think he does what's the one in pleasanton tommy t's he does tommy t's more regularly yeah. too i think yeah um but he's great so anyway i'm sorry i interrupted so you haven't changed uh too much in the last 14 years, you started stubborn, you know, yeah. just stubborn with like, with writing and stuff. I have like maybe 20 notebooks that I've only wrote, written. It's got more si names signed up for open mics and it has actual punchlines. Right. Um, but yeah, I just don't never sat there, you know? Well, knows, you, but you taught me something really early on. I think this is my second or third open mic and you were saying it on stage. You were talking to the audience and you said, um, Okay, I'm going to forget word for word what you said, but basically you said, hey, you know, you were joking, you had some jokes, but then you said, hey, everyone be patient because these comics are working on a joke and a good joke, the difference between a bad joke and a good joke could be one word. Yeah. And so you might be hearing the same stuff or some, some I forget what you were going on, but then I thought about that and I go, oh, this isn't, this isn't like sculpting. You don't just every day get to sculpt and see a new thing. No, 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 no. You're chiseling away at a rock that may be 250 tons. Yeah. And that joke is in the, like the inner two centimeters of that 250 tons. Yeah. So get out there. And then every time, and ever since you said that, I don't know if you noticed the way I'm doing it, but when I go up there, I always have a framework of the joke I want to do, but sometimes I'll flip words around. I'll flip a pause around a rest or whatever, because I'm always thinking of what you said, where you go, it could be one word. One word, dude. You could you could have what you think is a really dumb, lame joke, but mm. no, that joke can be fire. Can be saved, you know? Yes. One word. And and when I podcast with Jeff Uppelbaum, he told me the same thing. He goes, you're always working on jokes. Mm -hmm. You can't mm -hmm. just say a joke is done. Yeah. And then another guy who said this was uh, uh, Gary Goleman in mm -hmm. all his tweets. He, 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I got an anecdotal story from um, Mark Norman where he said he, he was talking to Gary Goldman because he saw him doing a bit. And the bit was like from 15 years ago. Damn. And, you know, Goldman's probably reached like three specials since then. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that's one of your originals and you're still going to it? And he goes, oh, it's not done. Yeah. It's not done. It's not done. <laughs> and, he's, and he's been doing it since the 90s. Yeah. And this is a 15-year-old bit. It's not done. And he's still saying, ah, it's not done. Yeah. So, yeah, I always keep that in mind uh, whenever I'm thinking about writing or what I want to do yeah. on stage that night. I'm thinking about what you said. It's just that one word. Or, I mean, I don't know. I guess there's some premises you could throw out. How many premises have you just given up on and thrown out? I've thrown out a lot. All of them. Yeah, I've thrown out <laughs> All so of them. Many. I've even, I used to do this thing where I would just do a bunch of premises and then not punchlines. And I go, here you go. You set guys up, set take, up, them, take them to go. Those yeah. are for you guys. Go ahead, take them, take them to go. You know, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't, I go, I don't write punchlines anymore. <laughs> Here's a premise. You know, now the, the era we're living in, it's so politically charged and it's entertaining for me. Yeah. Like I, I, I actually, I'm one of these weirdos. I get anxiety from watching the news, but there's also a lot of things I see that crack me up and everyone. And when I say everyone, I mean every white person in the media, not even white people, everyone's coming forward and they'll say something thinking it's well-intentioned and then they'll step in it. And then they'll come back a day later with an apology. Like if yeah. you look at Twitter feed, if you just look for hashtag apology, yeah. I bet Twitter is full oh my of God. billions of apologies in the last yeah. two months. Yada, 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 apologizes. Right. Apologizes, apologizes. And so my premise is something like, white people are going to have to work on their apologies for 400 years yeah. <laughs> in order to figure out how to actually uh, atone for all the sins of everything that's happened you know, since the creation of America. Before, it even goes before America. But apologies are going to be like, the currency yeah. going forward. Yeah. I'll Everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, I, I want to say this because I think it means well and will make people happy. And I'll be like, you fucking dick. Yeah. That makes me upset. And you go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't even like to touch it anymore. I'll yeah, stay you, you stay away from politics, I'll don't stay, you? fuck yeah. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, you know. I'll, uh, yeah. And it's changing too fast. Yeah. You know, the way the wind is blowing. I couldn't keep up if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, it's just, you're never going to win that argument with anybody. So that's yeah. why I don't even, you know. And so, I like to win arguments, so yeah, there <laughs> you go. stay back, you know, save it, save it for the, the hecklers. Yeah, there you go. Save it for the hecklers. Yeah. So I'm trying to, oh, see, there we go. Now all these trucks, I got, I got a neighborhood full of guys with big diesel trucks. So, you know, you'll hear these engines starting like 5am. In, in my neighborhood, they start at three in the morning, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's insane, man. And they wake everyone up, but whatever. So yeah, I think there's a there's something there. I don't know how to write that out, but apologies are going to be the currency of the white yeah. person. And that's something that only you know how to tell because yeah. it's it's inside of you. It's, yeah, yeah. it's something that you're going to feel and that one word's going to come up and you're going to you're going to I go, I'm sorry. I knew it. I knew it, you know. Yeah. It's going to be like I'm sorry, folks. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. one word and oh dude, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's it's brutal. It's crazy times. I yeah. think it's good times though. Overall, it's good times. Yeah, these these are these are the you know these are the good old days for us the stand ups you know like I think so you know like it's we're gonna look back ten years from now and, and like I think the South Bay is gonna be so good a lot of us are gonna be you know so oh. so good you know like the thing is like we push each other you know we don't yeah. just get in the car with one person we all go together yeah you know I don't get to do that as much because I you know run 
run my shows, but before when we used to do that, I mean, it would be me, Shannon, Faco, Victor, and Kyle, five people in the car. The yeah. three one would be smashed, and you know, and then but we would hit mics, we would yeah. run in and out, we would hit them hard, and then you know. Drop off the last person at 1.30 in the morning, go to work, and then just be like, all right, hey, you know, you'll get that text around 6 o'clock. All right, so what's the plan? All right, you know what's open. Let's go, you know? So I, That's what I miss. And I don't want to say most because I miss all of it, but those yeah. commutes with with people, the car rides with Kyle, Faco, with, you know, everyone just driving around. It's, like, it's so much fun. And, yeah. and especially getting home late. Even though I know I got to be up the next day, I like, oh, I got I got a meeting at 7 a.m. or I got to be in the <laughs> office by 6 or whatever. I'm still like, oh, yeah. I got to watch my baby. It's all really, Yeah, you got to get home to yeah. the kid. I got I, I got to get home to the kids too. But yeah, I think what will probably happen is, I, you're right. You said something earlier in the podcast about some people are going to fall off. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a number of people who fall off. But I think the people who are, you know, the what's the guy running and gunning? Yeah, they're running gun, running gun. The comics who are running and gunning, mm-hmm. I think they're going to set up rooms probably because I know mm-hmm. that's what I want to do. Before this whole thing started, that's what I wanted to talk with you. Before this whole thing started, I was going to start. I was actually walking around Campbell. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, you know, uh, we're uh, sorry, Jacob already got uh off the off hook, the hook yeah. up and running, which was I think the prime. That's the third version of that show. Johnny Corn had it, then I had it, and and now Jacob has it. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking we could maybe find one more in Campbell on a Tuesday night, and then mm-hmm. Campbell could be a two night, a two for night for because comics Santa Cruz is Southern. right there too. They come. That's right. right. I think it's 15 minutes. Boom. It's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be intimidated by that. Not intimidated, but I used to always think, oh, I don't want to go over the hill, and then I'd go over the hill and be like, well, that's 15 minutes. Yeah. Of course, I should come. And their yeah. scene is just amazing. I yeah. love the Santa Cruz scene. I remember. I, I love remember Santa when Cruz. Little, 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 little. Yeah. It's come a long way. So I guess everyone's growing then, huh? Or yeah, everyone's been but blown even up? even people that didn't even run shows are running Zoom shows, you know? Well, Jordan <laughs> Leung, yeah. Yeah. he was literally, he was the first guy, I think, because mm-hmm. it was, we were shut down March 15th. Yeah. He had a Zoom show on the 16th. Yeah. I and had then a, he was I, doing two or three a week yeah. up until, and I found out today, I was, I looked at the feed and um, this Saturday is his last one. So I yeah. hit him up. I said, no, what's going on? And he just said, he's, he's busy with life is kicking off again. Yeah. And so he doesn't have the time to take care of that show, but. But guess what? No one's going to miss it. <laughs> well, <laughs> no one's going to miss it, Jordan. Like, no, you know, like if no one's going to miss no, it, you know. People, I think the, there's enough, but. The I comics get it. will. Yes, yeah, I yeah. get it, you know. Um. But it's it's good because it it pushed him to do that, and he probably wouldn't have run a show. Yeah. Um. But it is hard to run to run shows. You know, I do it with my son. I yeah. get comics off, and I run in there and check on him. All right, he's still. Yeah. Sneak out. Are your next comic? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But it's just. Are you doing it on your phone or a laptop? I do it. I hardly. I did my first Zoom show showcase on my phone, but okay. everything else is laptop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm in the back because I, I yell pretty loud. I get. I, I think I, I, we podcasted from that patio. Yeah, time. I think yeah. I recognize that patio. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty, a bomb ass patio. I get pretty loud. So, um, hey, tell me how it went with the graduation. You really recently had a family member graduate. Yeah, and it, then how was how did they handle that? That's what I'm curious about. I think they got more attention than I did. You know, Peter <laughs> uh, Munoz. Ah, that was it. And go home and yeah. and find a house party, or whatever. But yeah. you know, for my niece, she had like. So much attention thrown at her. For, and it was uh, a Zoom meeting? or It was a Zoom theme. Okay. And then they also, uh, last week we went and we picked up her diploma. So we drove by and they had a stage set up and they go, Lily. And they, they say her name and they took pictures and everybody cheered and stuff like that. 
Um, but it's, it's, yeah, I, I can't imagine what it's like for them. You know, can I have a real graduation or, you know, and then they still want to have a real graduation. And then what about the kids that have moved on that are going to college that are going away, you know, like yeah. San Jose isn't part of their life anymore. They're gone. They're going to come back for, for that. But I, I remember, you know, my graduation with all the friends that I I'm still close with still, you know, and that was a special fucking day for me. You know, I have some memories of it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm pretty, I think the thing I remember, it was something with weed. <laughs> I remember one of my friends had a lot of weed. And after that, I, I don't recall what my family did. I don't recall. My childhood, I have the worst memory. Mm-hmm. I do not remember of large swaths of my life. Wow. I don't have big detailed memories of them. I can remember little, you know, it's like slideshows, like, and there's a picture yeah. that kind of sticks with me. And then there's another one. But I call that my secret weapon. Uh. Because a lot of people get down and they look back at their life and they're like, oh, that was that was fucked up when yeah. that happened to me. Yeah. Or this was fucked. And I, I don't really have those. I know fucked up shit happened, but I, I it doesn't really, you know, stick with me. I've just kind of yeah. moved on. I've forgotten it. I'm pretty lucky. We had a lot. We had a, a good childhood. I had a lot of cousins. We always spent the night at their house. We always, yeah. you know, we all joked around. We all, we are anybody in our family or everybody in our family, they can laugh at the movie La Bamba. You know, that's how close oh, we, we can find movie. it. Richie. It's a comedy to Mexicans. It's, oh, a, com- it? it's a comedy. Like, yeah. oh yeah, he dies at the, at the end. Oh. But like, we, there's so much funny stuff that we find in that movie. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's stuff that we had growing up. You know, I'm still close to my cousins. I, I, I say that I have the best cousins, you know, and I think I do. Nice you know? built in fan base. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They do come to shows too. Yeah. That's good. So, uh, how do you, so I guess what time, has there been a point in your career where you realize like, oh, I'm starting to get traction and people are, are noticing me and you're getting quote unquote, maybe like people who are wanting to know where you're showing up. Cause I know you don't just, you're not just Bay area, right? You do central coast. Yeah. I go, and then you I go, go up to, do you go to Oregon yeah, from time we, to time too, done, right? I try to go once a year. Um, and those are shows you're invited to, right? Well, people that we know. Yeah. People that we know that have a little bar a friend of mine danielle she works in coos bay she has a bar okay. up there so we know her we go we do that show and then we work our way up and then we just drive back down oh, you know badass. um and so like i always what i like to do i like to do comedy where it shouldn't be you know mm. hollister no business being there you know that's um, a great idea you know, that's because why do i why do i want to go to a, a comedy club that that's you know they're idolizing these comics, you know, yeah. they're all dude. It's sold it's all out. Comedy it's Central. a sold out show and you yeah. killed tonight. Uh, you're supposed to do that. You know, that's yeah. interesting. You know? So you're finding, you're finding the voids and filling them in. Yeah. You get way more love like that. You know, I'm going to be in Santa Maria Saturday. And the first time that I was there, somebody threw a knife and it hit me in the, uh, a butter knife and it hit me in the ankle. God, damn. Um, Butterfly. Cause knife. the girl, she, straight she up was 80s. trying to, she was trying to get crazy, and then she like leaned back, and then I go, "Look, that's the most she's worked out in months." And then that's when she threw the knife and the. It was a woman who threw a, a butterfly. Woman. Yeah. Did she do the before it, she threw she it, or did it, just it come like out? she just boom threw it, and then like they fell, they they fell apart. And oh. The, but the butter knife hit me in the ankle, and I go, "Look, she thinks I'm butter," and boom, the place went crazy again. And then she got mad. She took her pitcher of water and she went and she threw it. The DJ. So was, this is genuine mad. This isn't playful mad. This is, she's pissed. She's pissed. So she's there. I'm here. You're the DJ. She goes and she throws the water. I duck and all the water goes on the DJ. There goes $10,000 worth of shit. 
I feel bad for that guy, for Ezra. But well, but then you also feel good about being the comic. All you need is an operational mic. Well, I, I <laughs> he's got to have all that this gear. Happen, and I mean, every time we go back, it's just like guess, guess what? Guess who's coming? You know, like oh, and no. it's, and it's like that's what she's I a regular. No, me, like oh, me and all okay. the comics. Yeah. We all, we always go down there. Me and Frankie Marcos mm. went down there, and they didn't know who we were. The producer said, "Yeah, give, go ahead and tell them that I'll get you guys another drink." Huh. And so then we get the drink. The drink was poured, and then they go, "No, you you don't get another drink." And so then we get off stage. And then they go, oh, I'm sorry. We shouldn't, you know, it's a different story after you get off stage. Because they didn't know? know you were the talent for they the They didn't night. know. Uh, and then, you know, when we go down there and we're from out of town, and we have the sets that we have, mm-hmm. you know, oh, let me buy you. Don't worry about it. We got all your drinks. You know, it's 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 stuff like that. You know, yeah. the, I like those little small towns, you know, and the, they, the scene down there in the 805 is awesome. Uh, we have a lot of friends down there. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see them. We're going to Zoom it too, so. I got, I have history on the central coast. Yeah. My, my grandparents and aunt lived there. So as a kid, I went down uh, to Tascadero mostly, but Morro Bay. <laughs> that's, that's where we, that's, that's where my buddy Mike lives. You know? I love that's it. That's where I started. That's where I started. Tascadero. Yeah. A Trashcadero. Yeah. A Trashcadero. Trashcadero. Yeah. No, but that, they got a lot of, um, I don't know, at least this is what my aunt tells me. It's kind of changed because a lot of LA money went up there and a lot of Bay Area went down, uh, money yeah. went mm-hmm. down there. And so it's kind of turned posh. Yeah. Over Tom the last Bomb's mom lives down there. Who's mom? Tom Tom Bomb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it got really popular. And so they kind of, you know, they're, I guess what you call locals. Yeah. And so they kind of have the feeling like, ah, this place is kind of blown out a it's, little bit. Yeah, but. it started with just, we went down there. It was me, Denny Aiken, um, Ivan Garcia, and Susan Maletta. We drove down there and then he put God them. damn, Susan is so funny. I got to get her on this podcast. He, he, put them, he put them up and then- Mike goes, he goes, I heard you're funny, so I'm going to put you last. I go, fuck, I want to go last. I want to oh. go home, you know? Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to go up at 11 o'clock and then have to drive two and a half hours. Yeah, it's a long drive. Just to get into San Jose and then do yeah. all the dropping offs and stuff like that. So um, I was like, whatever. I ended up doing an hour the first time I was there, just like falling in love with that, with every everybody, you know? It was just like, I can't wait to come back. Yeah. You know? Um, so then it started, it started with Mike, you know, just, just I guess you know, showing us love and giving us, you know, giving us a little bit extra time too. Cause we came from pretty far, but, uh, I love it out there. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Me too. I could see myself living there. I could, I could definitely see myself living in, I guess what you would call slower, mm-hmm. slower paced communities. Although again, to my earlier point, I don't think a Tascadero is slow anymore. I think they got hustle. They got the same kind of Bay area, fast paced feel. It's just smaller, Bigger plots. The houses are in bigger plots. Yeah. And you have more space to spread out, but there's still traffic now and there's just people hustling around and yeah. being kind of it's dicks. F- it's right in the middle. It's right in the middle. Right in the middle. Know? Yeah. Um, it's, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's a, one of the only cities that you can drink and drink have alcohol in the streets while you're walking. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah now, see, that is something that I, I could say that the lifestyle, how it used to be. It was a very California coastal, mm-hmm. what you would consider uh, the Hollywood stereotype yeah. of a sleepy coastal town <laughs> where you're just like, hey, bro, can I bum a ride? And he's like, you just, yeah, get in. Yeah, yeah. And people be drinking. I can remember um, my aunt taking taking me and my sister. We were little. Yeah. Just taking us to parties. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. We just yeah. and people would just be drinking, yeah. and then she'd be driving. I'm sure she was drunk driving us home. But yeah. this again, this is the 70s. Yeah, you know, it was just different back then. You didn't wear seatbelts, and people weren't sober. Sat in the back of a truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. so many times, me, my dad would just get me and my buddies in the back of his truck, and we just drive to the park. 
and um, play catch, you know, swing the bat. But but now, yeah, can you imagine putting kids in the back of a truck back these days? No, no seatbelt. They'll probably they'll probably arrest you on the spot right, right now. Away. Yeah, if you yeah. did that, thrown in jail. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's different times for sure. Hmm. What are you looking forward to most when things start opening back up? Running the show, going to the show, working every night because I know you work every. You Tuesdays are your only day off, right? Normally. Yeah, it, it revolves around uh, my son's mom's schedule. So, oh, okay. But I'm I'm very lucky that that uh, I get a lot of help to to hit, even hit the mics that I do. That's why when I do Woodhams, I try to get the most I can out of it. Because what yeah. if what if I can't hit anything the rest of the, the week? You know, that's why you go so long. I, yeah. I always wondered. I go, yeah. why doesn't Munoz just shut it down I'm on scared, people? You know, and then I'll get a text. Hey, I'm 20 minutes awake. Yeah, can that's usually me. <laughs> and I'll be like, Yeah, I'll do 20. Hell yeah, fuck, I'll do 30. You know. And, you know, unless I'm really tired, which that, that happens every now and then, obviously, but I just like to take advantage of that. If I know that I have Monday night open and, and my son's taken care of and he's home and he's, and he's, everything's okay with him. Boom. I'm going to go hard, you yeah. know, cause guess what? I got to wake up in the morning and watch him. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I have to plan out my week now before, and before I used to count sets, you know, 18 sets in a week, you know, now I, it's how much, how much I did in that night. It's how many, how much time I'm getting, you know, now I'm not hitting 18 mics cause I'm doing longer sets, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going up and I'm, I'm headlining a, a, a night. So it's like, all right, you know, I can do 30 to 40 to an hour, you know? And that's more important than doing six, five minute sets. That's like know? the, like the 13 mile training run or something. Yeah. 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 Where you're just yeah. like, all right, I'm spending up my, my whole mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. Every calorie I have yeah. is going to be spent on this run. Yeah. And then you grow, you grow from it. Your lungs get stronger. Your mm-hmm. heart gets stronger. Your recovery time gets quicker. So the longer set is giving you a deeper and, and workout. Problem. I got to credit, uh, Patrick McDermott would always tell me, don't even, don't even talk about the room at first. You know, don't, don't, I mean, I'm mean, talk about the room. Don't even think, think about your material. Don't even, you know, yeah. settle in, you know, uh, he would always remind me to do that, you know, cause there would be times where I would do it and he goes, you, you, you did really good doing that. Just do it again. You know, yeah. do that again. And then when Chris was like, you know, you need to take more, more risks on stage, you know, that, that was, that was a lot of help. And then, um, you know, just working with, working with everybody, comics that are successful, that aren't successful, you, you, you have a lot to learn from, you know, the handbook is <laughs> being rewritten every day, you know? You know what I, I actually learned something from Omi. Mm. <laughs> What's that? has nothing to do with assholes. Okay. He would pause on some of his jokes. Mm-hmm. And the pause would be so awkward and long mm-hmm. that even though people didn't want to laugh at the joke, <laughs> I think they would laugh at the pause. Yeah. So every single set you watch, you learn something. Because he would stand there and just, you you, you know the look, right? The only look where he'd be like this. Should we call this episode the Omi P episode? Hey. Yeah. No, uh, but, and I, I learned, I go, you know what? I think he's getting laughs where there weren't laughs. Yeah. And the only reason he's getting laughs is he's staring at us, waiting for us to laugh. And none of us want to laugh. <laughs> I just but we up, end up laughing. I just put him up first. Put him up first. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now you're, now you're, now you're done. <laughs> what other bands? How many people have you banned in your life? You are very, you will let people go. You are not a banning MC at all. You ban yourself, you know, that, yeah. and that's, that's the, at the caravan says you don't 86, we don't 86, you 86 yourself. Uh, Steve Miller uh, just said some things that just couldn't, okay. couldn't have him uh, there. And okay. then this guy named Alex Genny, who kept running the light, uh, he ran the light so much. And then 
And it, was it funny when he was running or no? no oh, see, that's no, the worst. When no. no one's laughing and they're still running, like, come on, you could stop. Just stop in the middle of your, you don't need to, like you said, you don't need to deliver a punchline at this point. Just get off stage. I mean, like so many people, we all see them. They just talk, you know? Oh, so many. You just get up there and they're just It's talking. just anecdotes. I, I do it. I just get up there and I'm just like, dude, <laughs> this is just like, God damn, just like, and then, so then you get to like, all right, thank you. Thank you. Damn. So he was just talking for like 15 minutes, just talking, talking. I'm lighting him, trying to get him off. Dude, what was wrong with just, him? He goes, I'm working on some stuff. And we're like, um. we know, we know you're working on stuff. You're not hiding that. And so then he gets off stage and Fernando Soltero comes up and he, he grabs him from the back of the arm. And Fernando banned him from the room. Oh, <laughs> he goes, shit. you don't come back for two months. And then he just like took off. God. Damn. So then he asked to come back again. Mm. And I said, all right, you, but you got to buy a pitcher of beer. And he goes, all right, what do you want, PBR? I go, no, I want, I want, uh, I want. Um, Give me the good stuff? No, what's Sculpin? I go, I want a picture of Sculpin. Ah, there you um, go. So, and then, uh, and then Stolowitz is the one that asked. And then I was mad at both of those guys because, uh, whatever, but. Um, <laughs> two, that's two. Okay. Uh, I had to ban Alex twice. Alex, um, Alex twice, Steve Miller. And um, who else? I don't, I don't I try not to ban people. I feel no. I think I don't want to be the person that says, "Hey, you can't do this here." Yeah. But like I said, people do it to themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta protect that. You know, I gotta protect the room. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. I think um, since I've been doing it, I've seen a lot of different rooms ban different people for material that does fine in other rooms, and I go, "Well, yeah. why did why did was that a bannable offense?" Here? I mean, I get it. Some room, if you label a room clean, yeah, I think we all know what you're talking about. Yeah. And we all know where the line is when you say clean. Yeah. But when you get other rooms, it's like, well, a lot of crazy shit has been said in this room. Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know what? Other than Omi, I don't think Atu's banned anyone. I've seen He's him talk Omar. with people. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Omi. But I, I think I've seen him talk with people. There was this one story. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I, you know what? I got to wait for Atu to be on the podcast to share this story. But it, it was probably my first, either second or third month first, second, or third month of doing comedy. And this guy got up and he was actually doing well. I had seen him twice. Hmm. He was, um, is, uh, he was a, like a tall, slender, he was a Latino dude, but he looked Caucasian. You know, some okay. Latino guys like have the fair skin and whatnot. And he was a soccer player. And um, he, I, I forget all the details, but he ended up, he was doing good. People were laughing. He had some good stuff in his set, but then he mentioned something about a noose. Or, or a lynch. And he said it in a way that I was kind of like, I, I could see that if you work on that joke, um, there might be something there, but I've never seen him again, Pete. I've never seen him again. I've seen him twice. I saw him at, um, Woodham's and he did, like I said, he did pretty well. And then the second time I saw him at Woodham's, he tried out this other joke and it, what it was is he was, he was banging a racist girl. And he didn't know she was racist until she said something. Mm. And then he was like reliving this story. I shouldn't put, I shouldn't put him on blast. Maybe he's out there doing comedy somewhere else. But anyway, um, and in his joke, he mentioned a news and the whole room just was like, <gasps> and, but I think Atu talked to him, but I don't think he banned him, but I think he talked to him about, well, you know, if you're going to be doing stuff like that, I, you need to thread that needle. Yeah. And what you did was a little uncomfortable for everyone in the room. It's crazy the people that quit and the people that don't quit, you know? <laughs> well, so I'm so early on, it has blown my mind 
about the amount of people who are coming and going. Yeah. And I, I only have a small little thing, yeah. a small little microscope of the South I, Bay scene that yeah. I just like, wait a minute, that person was gung-ho for six months where I would see him everywhere I went. I would yeah. see this person. And now it's been three months. I haven't seen him. And then they pop in. Yeah. And then, uh, I'm not really quit, but I just, uh, the thing, okay. It's hard to quit. Like I said last night uh, on Zoom, I said, it's hard to quit. You know? Yeah. It's, it's easy well, to start. It's hard to quit. You know what? We had this conversation. We were coming back from, I think, one of the pick your poison mics. And we had this conversation. I forget yeah. how it went, but we said, this is just a lifetime sentence. It is. Yeah. Once, once the judge hammers his gavel and says, you've got jokes to tell. Blah, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good yeah. luck getting out of those cuffs. Jesus. <laughs> You're stuck. It is. It is hard to quit. It's hard. It's hard to do it. You know, it's hard to do it. You know, like, uh. Well, especially now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's even harder. But like, even if my brother comes to see me do a set, I always like just have like a eh, set, you know? Yeah. And, and I go, I go, there's why, why does he show up and see these sets? You know, like I have really good sets sometimes, and but right. he's never seen them. So he thinks that like, you know, um, I'm sure he might not think that, but it's like, why do I have to have these bad sets sometimes? You know, like why, yeah. you know? And Man. you'll probably never shake those, right? It's just going to happen. No, no, especially because he's there, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it just he could be, like, be your kryptonite, though. Yeah, yeah. But it's it just like if the, he had a bad show, he's not going to forget. I think he's like, fuck, he, you were there. You saw that, you know? Yeah. So, but it doesn't bother me that much, but it, it does, it is hard to quit, man. I know people, I've seen so many people quit, you know? And they they don't announce it. They just, yeah. they Homer Simpson like like we said you can just be gone no one will care no one will notice no one will say no hey what you care. up to they'll move to another city yeah you know, they'll, move, they'll move to la or something like that and they're like oh you still do stand up yeah yeah um oh wait i had another question in there that i just forgot god damn brain fart we were doing a lot of brain farts in the last podcast so yes this is, this is a carryover yeah you were you were talking about hold on let's go back through what you just said you were talking about quitting lifetime sentence um, your brother. Oh, here's what I, here's what I wanted to ask you is, um, so you kind of, you dabble in music. Mm -hmm. I think it's different. I think music and, um, comedy, you could say, okay, both to some extent, you know what you need to do, but music, you have the luxury of being very precise every day, every day. Yeah. Whereas comedy, you never get the opportunity to be precise. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You get, okay, here you go. You know, okay. You've memorized your joke. So you have mm -hmm. precision there, but this room is different. Yeah. And you need to get into the joke differently mm -hmm. or else it's just not going to play well. So, you know, you could argue that a band, I mean, they're going to have bad nights. Bands will, everyone who gets on stage will have a bad night, but with bands, you're not going to necessarily miss all those chords. You're not going to miss all those. And notes. Sandman plays, played the sounds the same. You know, yes, corn blind sounds the same. Yeah. And they've also the same thing. You just black out during those songs. You know, you just, yeah. you know, you, you, they're like, yeah, I'm sick of playing those songs, but I have to play them yeah. to live in this big house. You know? <laughs> but I, I've always felt it's, and plus you're writing with other people. And then, but, the, but then also like, if you're in a band, there's the struggles to write with somebody, you know? Oh, I've always said this being in a band is like having, well, okay. This is from a guy's perspective. This is like having f five girlfriends. Cause everyone brings their own mood, their own yeah. attitude. And it's like trying to get along with five different people. They're all late. Yeah. Everyone. It's just, I guess it's five relationships, right? You're trying to balance five relationships and 
that's uh that's where stand-up comedy starts looking real good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you got a bassist, a drummer, yeah. a vocalist. Yes, just get in the car and go. Rhythm guitarist. Yeah. And everyone's got to agree, and everyone's got to show up to rehearsal at the same time, and everyone's got to pack their shit. So it's that much more difficult. Have you ever had uh, a set where you thought you bombed, and then someone comes up to you and goes, hey, man, that was that was a really good set. And you're like, really? Were you watching the same thing? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my last set. My last set, I did the Throckmorton for my, on my birthday at um yeah at my on my birthday the actual day, I was just I was I don't know why I was just I was just tanking I was just not myself I don't know what it was I just I didn't recognize myself at all I was messing up jokes I was saying the punchline before I was just I was all over the place okay. you know and then I was fighting I was still fighting you know I was so I was you know the 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 cover of Journey to the Center of the Earth where with Brendan Fraser where they're they're okay. trying to get out. Sure. That's that's how I was climbing out. Uh, I was climbing out and I, and I was pissed. I was pissed at myself. Okay. And Derek, the destroyer, was there and he goes, he's all, bro, if you would have had like five more minutes, you you were gonna start killing. You, you yeah. were gonna start. And I go, dude, the I clock was, ran out. I was, I was trying. I was uh, I was trying to get out. And I mean, it wasn't like a horrible set, you know. Yeah. But it was it wasn't I, I wasn't happy. I didn't get off stage happy. Yeah, yeah. And and then he's all, you know, it wasn't that bad. You know, you were climbing out. He's all but when he said if you would have had five more minutes, you were you were ju- I was just about, you know, to claw myself out of that out of that hole, you know. Yeah. Hey, how is the show? You see him much? I haven't seen him on any of these. Yeah, he comes over to my house every now and then. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we hang out every now and then. He's he's nice. he's cool. He's he's a nice guy. Yeah, I got to get him back on the podcast one of these yeah. days. Um, hey, I could go longer, but I want to be respectful of your time. You want to keep going or you want to- Sure, we can go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep going then. I, I don't even, I did two and a half hours with uh, Iman. I'm trying to look at this. So you were talking about um, the guys who get on stage mm-hmm. and they kind of ramp. I call them anecdote guys. They just have their anecdote, but they don't know where the joke is. They yeah. don't know where the funny is and they keep- yeah. So I'm kind of looking at it. I'm going to start trying to use, and I realized this a while ago, but I, I've never, you know, tried to work with this, but I think those type of comedians need to be podcasting. Yeah. Because they could just talk and kind of ramble. You know, if you look at Bill Burr, so he's had what, 12 years, maybe 11, maybe 10 years of just podcasting and how much of his rambling on that podcast ended up turning into something on stage. Mm-hmm which I think is a lot of it. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to just talk more, even if I don't necessarily know where this podcast is going. So me and my mom go, well, let's see how long we can do it. And we ended up going for two and a half hours. Wow. <laughs> but that was, I think that was I a little too long. Yeah. Oh, you know what? His mind, I like the way his mind works. Yeah. And I like the way he delivers jokes. You know what? One of my best memories at Woodham's is him and is it, you know, not? Yeah. Eno? Those guys were funny. Hi, I'm Again. Bird. Hi, I'm Birdman. <laughs> He kept saying, hey, hello, my name is Birdman. Hey, this is me, Birdman. Hello. Fucking hilarious. I don't want to, see, this is one of those things where (laughs) I know know roughly what was said. Yeah. But it was so precious. Yeah. I don't want to share it with the world because there was about five of us still there. They were the last ones up. They they came from San Mateo. Swinging door. uh, Yeah, like at midnight, maybe one close, as late as possible. Because that night I was at Swinging Door and I told (laughs) Iman, I said, hey, I'm going back over to Woodham's. You should stop by later. He goes, okay, I'll stop by. And I don't know where is this. Do I pronounce his name Enoch? Enoch or Enoch? Uh, Eno. Eno. So his name is Enoch Eno. Okay. Um, Yeah. His last name was Eno. So Eno. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Eno, I don't know where he picked up Eno, but they came in. 
But people, this is why, to my two listeners out there, this is why you stick around at Woodham's because I'm sure there's probably hundreds of magical moments that I've missed out over the last two years. But this was one of those magical moments where it was like, everyone was like, it's done. We're leaving. We're mm-hmm. going home. It was me, you, um, I think, um, who was keep, who was at the bar that night? Was it? Uh, I Doesn't have, matter. Someone was there. Someone was running the show. And maybe two other comics. Maybe Kyle was there because he probably had just gotten off. Anyway, Iman yeah. and Eno go up. <laughs> and that was a fun fucking set. Yeah. That was like, that's one of those things I would have paid to watch that. But, but because I have the context of both who uh, Omi is and who Birdman is. Yeah. And they went up imitating Omi and Iman. But see, that's one of your examples with people just going up and riffing yeah. and saying, well, what, what do we do? And they just made this up on the fly. And it was gold. It you just was don't know what's going to happen. You don't you know, know what's going to happen. I remember Kyle. Kyle was doing was. Oh, he's our, had genius moments. Chief too. Wahoo was there. Okay, Wahoo. Yeah. And Wahoo said that this girl looks like Mrs. Santa Claus <laughs> to to one of the guys, and the guy was pissed. Started yelling at Amanda. He's like, "This guy is racist," and everyone was laughing racist? so hard. He's like, "He looked like Mrs. Santa Claus," you know. And then, and then I forgive you, you know. And it was just like. <laughs> We were just dying. We were dying, yeah. you know? He's and lit that room on fire multiple lit times. That, yeah, yeah. So Kyle reminds me of this guy. His name was Well-Known Comic. He uh. used to do stuff just like that. So in your face, he would touch you. you yeah. Um, but, man, yeah. Yeah, Wahoo's had a lot of good sets. There. No, Wahoo is... Uh, a lot of kills. Uh, Wahoo has a lot of kills. But see, the thing with Wahoo is when he says that, those are the spirits speaking through mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, if that guy's mad, he doesn't understand how the universe works. When yeah. Wahoo shows up, he's just feeding whatever geomo- geometrical energy is yep. coming out of your body at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And he, if he looked like Mrs. Santa Claus, mm-hmm. then he was- and Wahoo makes, he'll, he'll make, <laughs> he'll, he'll t- have the whole room knowing that you know what? Santa Claus. I, you know, I don't want to put pressure on mm-hmm. Kyle. I think his posse's growing. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to put a little teaser out there. Mm-hmm. I think the that the crew, the circus that yeah. Kyle travels with, yes. might be making an addition. Oh wow! But that's all I'm going to say because oh, I don't wow. want to put pressure on Kyle to have to secure the contract. It's like when Jeff Dunham has a new, uh, you know, <laughs> Muppet and Puppet, whatever. It's, like, it's crazy, you know. Yeah. No, it's it's cool. Yeah. Whenever Wahoo shows up, then it's a party. But I think, and I always <laughs> say this because I'm biased, right? Yeah. I see guys like you, I see Kyle, I see Waco, and I go, man, especially Wahoo, when Wahoo comes in, he would be so amazing in a theater. Can you imagine him with a packed house at improv? Like, what's your opinion of what Wahoo would be able to do in a packed house in improv? Charlie Chapman, something like that. Dude, yeah. he changes his clothes. He takes his <laughs> shirt off. He leaves the bar, takes his shirt, turns it just takes it and turns it backwards, comes in and he's a different person. I see a different person. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would, I wish he would come up with feathers or something when he does Wahoo. Oh my God. Did that be, and he's, uh, yeah. yo, hey, you know, something like that, you know, uh, but someone would probably get mad. Oh yeah. He can't know? do that. Yeah. I, yeah I'll someone, just go out there and would, say, he can't do We that. should edit this right he now. He could do, too. um, he could do crystals. He could come out with like a crystal necklace, some yeah. new age stuff. Or he can wear one of those shirts with like the Fox, like a purple shirt with like a Fox. Or something howling at the moon. A husky. No. Yeah. yeah, totally. That's Wahoo he, right there. Well, what if he came in with a husky? Yeah, <laughs> just walking the husky. But 
He, but in, in, a, in an improv scenario, and he steps off one stage and show, he goes into that. He's a one-man show? He's a one-man show. You know? That would be, I mean, talk about your money's worth. Because yeah. he could riff off maybe 20 different people. Yeah, yeah. That could be 20 minutes. You should have seen him when I had Dave and Buster's. We had a wireless mic, and he was doing oh. Wahoo, and that place was packed. Oh. And he was fucking, dude, just hitting, hitting the Batman slap, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole the whole way, yeah. And you know, he got he got off stage and he did that little laugh where you know the little laugh, sigh relief laugh, like yeah. dude, he's like, oh dude, that was so fun. To watch. <laughs> you know? Got some good pictures from that too. They're, they're somewhere out there. Oh yeah, Wahoo's Wahoo's an amazing performer, yeah. and not a performer. I can't say performer. He just reads. He knows what's happening. Yeah, him and Faco have come a long way. You know, Faco's great. All too. those days on the train together and meeting up and 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 you know getting to places that that they're they don't even have a car but they're still we're not going to settle for that we're going to get there that's why the majority of us has no fucking excuses yeah no excuses yeah and fuck Fak- told me that because he's not even on social he's on twitter but he's not even on social yeah. media so we were uh one night we were out and i think we missed the cutoff for woodhams mm-hmm. and then he goes no 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 i think we can do one more and i don't even want to blow this spot out i'll tell you off mic because I don't want comedians thinking this is his comic mic, but he goes, I know where there's another mic we can get into. And it was, um, we ended up at a bar and it's pretty much blow it off because in the South Bay, there's only a few of these. We ended up at a bar that's basically, um, you know, all, it's for bands. It's for classic rock type guys. And they were even, when we walked in, they were going over some cover of some ACDC or something. He got a stage time. And, but see, he knows how to and it's work. Here, it's here in San Jose. Uh, it's in the South Bay. Okay. Well, then I know I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. you know where you probably know. And where I tell it is. people don't go there. <laughs> I go, don't yeah. go there. They don't like us there. Damn. But we went there. But they went. And yeah. the gal running the show that night yeah. let us up. And you know what? We got love. Yeah. Yeah. So, but see, that's the point. Is like Faco's like, there's no excuses. Like, you need your mic time. Don't, yeah. Don't make up yeah. excuses. Like, oh, I didn't see it posted on whatever. He goes, I don't see this shit posted ever. Yeah. And I know where yeah. to go. Yeah. And then it's the people too. Like I see people that do the improv. And then they'll do the improv, and then they'll go home. I'm like, dude, the caravan is yeah, two blocks away. Yeah. Or they'll do roosters, and they're like, oh, like they do the competition, or they do their set, and they get all this love because people showed up to see them. But then they're like, oh, that's it, I'm I'm done. I I can't be done. I can't just do one, dude. You know, I have to go home mad. You know, <laughs> that's exactly the way I roll with whenever I get a roosters night because. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not saying I do good. I, again, there's no, these are all open mics. So there's no, you said this, there's no bombing. There's no killing. I just yeah. get up and I do my shit, but yeah. I walk off and I feel good because I know people were laughing yeah. at roosters. Yeah. And then I, but then I check myself and I go, oh, I ain't shit. And then I go over to caravan or I was going over to the blue, uh, the one you were doing at blue. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then eat shit, eat shit, go home. That's where you're at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where, yeah, yeah, remember me? You know, that's, that's, where, hey, yeah. you. Oh, yeah. There's these guys, the improv used to have a really good competition. People would bring 20 people, you know, 50 oh, people. Nice. They, would stack, they would stack them. These shows were dope. These guys were advancing. These guys were brand new on stand-up. They're advancing. They're in the finals. Then they go and do regular open mics without their friends, and then they just, they fucking eat shit, yeah. you know? And they're like, oh, well, you know. All my friends came to see me. All I did was invite the gym. You know, guess what? Yeah. The gym's not going to, you know, eat, you know. And it's those guys, those are the guys that just quit. They just can't handle it. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, no, because they they were only in it for the good. Yeah. They weren't in it for the process. The process mm-hmm. is actually really ugly from yeah. what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. It's very ugly and it's not glamorous at all. There's no glam in this. 
No. Come on. What are we doing? Yeah. We're going, we're going up in front of three people. Two of them might be drunk off their ass. Mm-hmm. And you're trying on to get a, a Wednesday feed. on a Wednesday and you're trying to get a feel. Is this funny as what, am I a funny person? Am I a funny yeah. rider? And it's no disrespect uh-huh. to, to the caravan, which, which is the toughest room. Rachel and I to know what it is. The first night there was hella hard. It was so fucking tough to do mm. that. But if you can do that, you can do any, you can do anywhere. And I tell Nicole Tran, how come you don't do caravan? She goes, cause they don't pay attention. This and that. I go, dude, uh, you need to get that out of your head. Yeah. You know, then that's why you need to go. That's why, yeah, you need to make them pay attention. You know, that's I go and I, I said if you can do you can do Woodham's, if you could handle Woodham's and handle the caravan, you'll be fine, you know? Yeah. What do you think about going to do you think you'll ever move to another market? Because you know, obviously the Bay Area, we we have our scene, but like people don't blow up here. Would you ever go to LA, New York? I want to I want to go to Oregon. I have a okay. lot of fun up there. Um I I been to Arizona. It was okay. Um, if I were to go to Arizona, I like because it's easy to get to Albuquerque, you know, and Texas, and you know, it's right. It's it's close to LA. It's close to home. Right. Um, but I really, I really liked. Um, I like San Antonio a lot. I had a lot of fun out there. Families out there. Um, I don't really care about going to LA, uh, but I, I would like to go to either Oregon or or to San Antonio for sure. Okay. Yeah. I thought about it. I, I thought about it for a long time. Um, Having a son, I I, I don't want to leave him. You know? Yeah, um, that's so what I always tell people. There's just... no, I don't really have options. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta turn. I, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm gung ho on South Bay. Like, I think there's yeah. enough of us to make something really yeah. nice happen here. And, I mean, it, maybe we won't. We'll never have a scene that's a big market scene. But if we have a scene where people go, hey. I know where you can go see some funny motherfuckers tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it's mm-hmm. common, when it's common thing, like yeah. there used to be a time in San Jose where if you wanted to see music, live music, everyone knew where to go in downtown San Jose. It's kind of anemic now. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I should, because I don't know. I don't spend yeah. enough time outside of comedy to know. Well, if the it's the same place. Ever. Back bar, back bar is where, but I mean, yeah. the Cactus Club was huge, you know? Yeah, that's, that's the one I'm thinking imagine, of. Cactus imagine. Crowd, and then the one across from it, the, uh. It was the agenda or the usual or the, the spot. Usual. It was the corner. It's the Ritz now. Okay. So then yeah. there was the, what's the Ritz now? And then Caravan, if you would go up, what mm-hmm. was that club there? That used to have a the lot blank. of- The Blank. The Blank. Had a lot of live music. And then- And you would bounce back from the Caravan and the Blank too. Yes. And Caravan- Who's running San Jose? God. Well, music. So music, <laughs> we could get into this, man. And I've even thought about turning this podcast, uh, put a little more focus on music because I want to know- I've always been a lover of music and I, I mean, I try to transcend all kinds of genres. I listen to all kinds of stuff, Yeah, but I'm just feeling like, I don't know what the music, what a music scene is anymore. I feel like we've got the arena acts yeah, and then we got YouTubers and I don't know where, other than this place I was talking about, which we'll talk about off mic, where just jam bands go yeah. and, and play. And then, um, what is the, what is the cactus club now? What do they call it? It's called the back bar. The back which bar. is the back of what the Cactus Club used to be. So they don't do shows there anymore. They yeah they do they have, they have shows there. It's okay. smaller and the, I know the Ritz does shows. The Ritz does shows. Yeah. which is the owner from the Blank. Okay, um, but they have they have good they have really good stuff. There. And what's in the Blank now? Because sometimes I hear it's DJs empty. in there. It's em- well, I think they do some. I don't think they do anything. Yeah, it's only been a couple times in the last like three years where I I've, I saw yeah. through the window. I go oh oh they got a DJ in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. This technically still is some kind of uh, like a musical venue, but yeah. I, I don't know. 
I don't see anything advertised. I don't see flyers. Like before, maybe it's changed. Maybe it's all social media. Because before, I feel like you just walk around and you see flyers. Oh, Wednesday night here. Yep. Thursday night here. That Friday whole night corner, here. ever since Greyhound left. Yes. You know, it's so dead over there. So I don't know. I don't know if if it's that people aren't into making music. No, I know people are into making music. Yeah. I just don't know if people are into performing music at the level that it used to be like 10 to 20 years ago. Um, other than the big acts that are selling out arenas. Yeah. So that, that's, that's an interesting question. I know Rachel keeps it alive. Rachel yeah. Oh keeps yeah. It alive and they, the, they, they support like traveling bands. You yes. Know? And, like a lot and of Caravan stuff. has always been good about that. I mean, even, yeah. I don't know. It was like, it feels like it was 15, 20 years ago when I would still go see bands there. Yeah. Um, that were, you know, lesser known, but still good bands. Yeah. So they definitely, Caravan does a good job. And there used to be one called, I want to say the name was Johnny. Yeah. Johnny uh, V's. Johnny, Johnny V's. V's used to do stuff. So they had the bar and then they had the, um, or the, damn, they had a stage. Yeah. I remember they had that. the stage I and then they that. had another one. Yes. You know? We were probably, this is what I, yeah, when I talk with Faco, a lot of, yeah. I, whenever I talk with Faco, I go, God damn, we probably were at some venues at the same time, Easily. but just never, yeah. You know, it never connected that we were, you know, in the same scene. Somebody saw us and just said, hey, let's, let's keep this guy over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Move, move. Just, all right, cool. Yeah. Tell jokes. <laughs> Tell, yeah, exactly. That's right. Well, I think Faco could go either way. I think he could jump in a band if he wanted to. Yeah. But he he's drums. got so much. He plays drums. He plays and guitar, I think. So mm. he's, he's versatile. Mm. He could do any of it. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm trying to think. Did I have any other questions? What do you want to riff on? You got anything going on? I've, I looked for White Chappelle. I couldn't find it. I can't either. Um, but we're getting close to 10. So we could keep going or we could wrap this. We can go till 10. That'd be Let's cool. go to 10. Yeah, yeah. All right. Nice. We got another 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so where do we go from here? Have you been going out? Are you a guy who's wearing your mask? Yeah, I drive. I've been just driving Lyft this whole time. Okay. Uh, and I've been doing sets in the car. That's a great idea. And doing sets in the car. Are you getting five stars or are people dinging yeah, you when you yeah, bomb? Yeah, I have, I have five stars. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. And um, I've met some people that, that have uh, wanted to try it. So they've added me on Instagram and they've come check out the shows online and stuff like that. God damn. Um, yeah. I mean, I have the chance to talk to Always somebody. Always working. Never off the clock. The chance to talk to somebody different, whether it's five minutes, 25 minutes, whatever. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they'll talk. Sometimes they don't. You know, you can tell who wants to talk right yeah. away. And, you know, it's, I, this guy added me today. <laughs> yeah. He was down my, down the street from me and shit. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's but it's, cool. it's, yeah, I've been out there, but I, you know, I've been cleaning the car down, you know, I shower when I get home. I shower, I shower before I got here. I have to have sanitizer one for the, for the smell and then one for the, <laughs> for the actual effect. Cause the sanitizer I have stinks. It smells like, like, Ugh. it smells, it's weird. That's the one that Lyft gave me. So it smells like park. So then I, I put that on and then I put the other one on. Wait, so Lyft has a special formula that they're given. Yeah, they gave okay. a bunch of stuff. Wipes oh, that's and, good. And, and masks and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm out a little bit. I'm, I am staying home. I do stay home. Um, I'm going crazy. But Pete, it's I'm like, going fucking crazy. That's why these podcasts for me, like I might just be calling you in, on a random, like, Pete, let's, let's podcast. <laughs> or let's you go. bring your guitar over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I, so th you know what? That was another thing I was thinking about before shelter in place happened. But I, I'm thinking about too many different things. I was talking with a guy over at practice place, the one on fourth street. You yeah. Know that, um, yeah. 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 
Um, and I used to have a spot there with some of my buddies. We had a, a little band and I was thinking, oh man, I, I want to lease a place and get a band going. But then this whole thing blew up. And now I'm just like, well, if we come back online, I don't know if I want to make, because for all the reasons I stated earlier, I don't know if I want to put make, putting a band together as a top priority because I want to get back in to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday doing yeah. comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's already too much with a family. I That's already pushing yeah. the limits of what, my wife and children <laughs> want me to yeah. do. So then I go, I can't do a band right now. But I, like you, like we were talking about before the podcast, man, I'm just playing the guitar pretty much daily. Yeah, I'm playing every... And, and that's my only line to sanity. I think I get more attention playing crappy guitar than putting out decent comedy clips. <laughs> well, yeah, because musicians are pretty fervent online, yeah. social media followers. So if you hashtag like guitar or hashtag mm-hmm. Ibanez or whatever. And I kind of... This, Here, that's my buddy. There's a cat. There's a there's a neighborhood cat who just those makes, are raccoons. Oh, was that a raccoon? Yeah. Okay. Fuck. I hope the raccoons don't come in. So I hope um, so too. <laughs> yeah, we we've got raccoons and wow. cats. I thought that was my neighbor's cat D, who he will fight raccoons. Damn. He's a badass cat. You know what he does? Almost every week, he brings a dead rat or mouse oh, right savage. into the middle of my neighbor's yard. Yeah. And um. Yeah, he's just like a hunter. He just kills things. But he'll take well, on a even, possum. I didn't see them come through here, so they probably came from that side over there. Yeah, he was, no, he was right outside the door. I just saw a furry body go like yeah. right next there, and I thought that was my neighbor's cat. I saw it, two. I did see two. Oh, if you saw two, 100%, that's a raccoon. Yeah, I saw two for oh, sure. Oh, man, I got the heebie-jeebies now. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what's worse than raccoons, and we got them here also? possums possums oh my god when i see a possum face i just freeze and go like Ugh. stop looking over there now well they they walk by like the the alien and signs you know when that birthday party where it's all oh dude that's how the damn thing walked you by just, right now dude. you just gave me the creeps now i remember that it, it, they walk by it's all, <laughs> oh man it's always in the suburbs pete it's always in the suburbs where you get these random aliens supernatural scare me. aliens. I'm afraid of aliens and Bigfoot. Hey, so in the nineties, this were is you a different X- podcast. This now. is a different podcast, but I could totally, I could do an X Files podcast. I could go back to the nineties. I was so conspiracy. I was into X Files. Were you into that stuff back in the nineties? No, unsolved no. mysteries. Oh, that was for me. One? Yeah, yes. yeah. The Bigfoot episode where the the guys the guy comes yeah. up and then Bigfoot's just pounding on the rock and then the Bigfoot looks at the guy and he chases the guy and I'm like run you yeah know? and uh, that scared me still I'm yeah still, I, don't, I I think Bigfoot's real I don't care Bigfoot is real you never know there's a lot of wilderness yeah, out there we haven't explored all of it yeah I get those in my uh, Amazon Prime feed I still get a lot of uh, Alien and Bigfoot type movies. The only reason I don't watch them is I've become a snob about the production quality oh, yeah. because you know how uh, editing and videography has gotten so cheap that almost yeah. every movie looks like cinematic. Yeah. So if it looks like someone did it on, you know, 16 millimeter or something, I go, I'll get the fuck out of here. I don't yeah, have time yeah, for you. Yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something good. So yeah, I, I won't watch that. Um, but yeah, I was big time into that stuff in the nineties. And then yeah. I realized I was going crazy. There was another movie about this family that they they were getting attacked by aliens, and it was fake, but it was so I it scared the shit out of me. I think I know the one you're talking about. The where one. it shows the gray alien's head pop up in the window. Yeah. Oh, we shouldn't be talking about this right now, Pete. You gotta drive back <laughs> to the hill, to the hill, to my house, to the hill. Oh my god! And the tree, the corner. Like I remember, they went out there with a gun, and then they, everyone just starts screaming. Yeah. 
And then we got this June bug in here. Well, though. Oh, look at that. What okay. is that thing? I should, you know what? I should shut the garage now, but we're almost done. And yeah, they're attracted to these lights. These yeah. are good lights. Um, yeah, there was another one. What was your feeling on, I don't know if I should keep going down this or if we should call fire it. Fire in the sky. That's oh, there was fire in the sky. But what about Blair Witch? That scared me too. Dude, I remember. The corner of the head, the person just. Oh, the, there was so much buildup. So that much. one scene and that scene was it. Yeah. Let me explain to you my Blair Witch experience. Okay. So I was a big uh, sci-fi channel guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still am. I love science fiction. Yeah. And um, so, so the sci-fi channel built up Blair Witch like it was a real documentary. Yeah. So they had this pre-series on whatever, a week, two weeks, maybe even a month Damn. before Blair Witch re uh uh, released and I probably watched it twice because you know sci-fi sci comedy channel back in those days they yeah. just re-rolled they would find a good program and they'd re-roll it re-roll it yeah and um so I probably watched it twice and I go I have to see this and I was calling it documentary hmm. I have to see this documentary and we had Google and not Google but we had search engines back then yeah, I think yeah. this was the early 2000s early, but I, early, yeah. I didn't I didn't do a whole lot of research on it but I knew I wanted to see it opening night and so when I went to go watch it, I went to watch it with some friends and, and my brother and some of his friends. We were in a long ass line to the movie yeah. theater. This is back in the day where movies would still just draw huge like lines. Like 1998, 99? Yeah, I want to say there. something around there. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I probably, I was probably in South Bay. So yeah, probably, probably 2000. I want to say probably 2000, 2001 maybe. And um, so people were coming up. 99. Okay, there we go. My senior year in high school. There you go. Um, so people were coming out and it was split down the middle. There were people, um, some people were like, that's the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And then there were other people going, that's lame. Yeah. Just leave the line now. That's lame. And we were like, oh shit. You know, but it was like, it was visceral already. Yeah. Because there were so many people. I've never had a movie theater where so many people were coming out, not ruining or spoiling it, but just like trying to influence yeah, you yeah. in line. So we go in. And I don't know if you remember this, but this was before a lot of the first person video stuff, the shaky cam yeah, 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 came yeah. in. So people didn't know how to deal with that. So we walked in, the movie theater smelled like puke. Yeah. Yeah. Because so many people were vomiting. Yeah. They were just thinking like, oh, this, I feel weird. I feel weird. And then blah, and they were throwing yep. up all over the place. Yeah. And so you had people telling you all this shit in the line and then you go in there and it just smelled like puke, which yeah. is already unnerving. Mm. And then all the buildup to losing the map and then that last scene. I really liked it. But yeah. so many people ragged on Blair Witch Project. Yeah. The second one was horrible too. I didn't even bother. Yeah. The only thing that was scary was the kids in the road and that was on the preview and that was, oh, that's all okay. I needed to see. Yeah. You know what? There's a crazy uh, movie out there called uh, Midsummer. Mm. I almost would say don't watch it because it's so disturbing, but it's about this cult in Sweden. It's not a real documentary. It's a, yeah. it's a movie, but I... Oh man, it's dark. It's by the guy who made another movie called, uh, what was that movie? He's made two or three really just twisted psychological thrillers. Yeah. That Even Hostel was scary. Like the second one. Oh dude, yeah. Hostel, that messed me up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Hostel was terrifying. Yeah. So, a lot of good stuff out there. A lot of good stuff out there. But I think... Uh, I don't want to talk about any of that anymore. <laughs> I know these raccoons are the these scariest raccoons. things, you know, they're outside, they're rolling their sleeves up. 
They go to work, man. They go to work at night. They always, they never really mess with my trash though. I can't complain. But I see them sometimes I'll run early in the morning, like 5 a.m. and they'll greet me and I'll see them and I'll, their, our, our eyes will lock and I'll be like, back the fuck up. Yeah. But they don't, they don't mess with you. Like he probably looked in there and was like, ah, there's, there's people in there. We're not going to mess with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're around here. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Munoz, happy 14th, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I know um, we still got a little bit of time before we're quote unquote back to normal. Yeah. But I am looking forward to it. I'm fired up. Until then, I'm going to keep doing uh, Zoom calls. Is that the only Zoom comedy? So, how do people get that if they want to go in? Do they have to hit you up on Facebook? Um, Monday. Yeah, I guess hit me up. You know, uh, some people are saying that they're hacking the Zooms. I don't care. Just take it. That means more people will be there. Yeah. Uh, But just share the link. I think the one that you have or what everybody has is the same one. It's the same one. Yeah. Okay. And then are there any other Zooms you're running or no, you just, just show up that when you're one. invited? And I kind of do, I want to do it more, but I'm just like, nah. Like even yesterday I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Then people just started showing up. I was like, all right, cool. Let's go. Yeah. And the people that didn't, that weren't going to show up, like showed up, you know, it's, wow. it's, 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 it's yeah. So comedians, man, it's yep. hard to set your clock on comedians time. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> so cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming over. I appreciate you taking the time. And yeah, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, we will. We'll get back to it soon. Bam. There we go. Good one. Good one. Good one.